Hey everyone, welcome back to the MLB Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Averill, co-founder of AWM Capital, and I am joined once again by my co-host, former Major League pitcher and certified private wealth advisor, Travis Chick. And what we want to talk about on today's episode is the financial advice that you need. If there's one thing that we've pressed in over the previous episodes, right, is, is baseball is a business and money is really central to every decision that we're making. And so we want to spend a few minutes saying, what is the advice that we need? So often, I think when we interact uh, with families, one of the things that we hear right off the bat is, whoa, that's not a conversation. I don't have I, any yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any money yet. Right. So why should I talk to anybody about my finances? And can you really maybe share with us why that's the the initial thought? Or even for the family that says, I don't want to put the cart bef before yeah. the horse, this is a conversation I probably shouldn't have until after the draft. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a natural uh, reaction to think, why should I plan for something that I don't have, right? But when we pull that back, it's like, well, we actually need to plan for something. There's a good probability that we will have, right? But in our industry, what our industry has done a really bad job of is pulling out the fact that financial advice and investments are kind of the same thing. Mm. The reality is they're not. Yep. Right. There's a lot that goes into true financial advice. When you're a business, you're thinking about hundreds of things that are going to impact not just that one asset, that one investment that you're having. So when we think through financial advice, it's not really just what we're going to invest with players that we probably know aren't going to have money to invest for a long period. It's thinking through things like, how are we going to structure their contract in the most efficient way? How are we going to make sure that they're going to receive the most money after taxes? How are we going to protect their liability? And these are all things and all decisions that can start building up well before the draft. Yeah. One of the things that we talk about is really defining what is success. Success is not investing your money, right? Success is actually about how do you maximize your net worth? And so when we go back to, you know, the the thought process of you as a business, it's how do we create maximizing your profits, right? right. It's saying for you, success is you need advice that's going to help you maximize your net worth. And the first thing that we understand that any uh, any person will tell you the number one destroyer of your net worth is taxes. That's right. And so this is something that you can actually do something about before, before the draft yeah. happens, right? And so maybe talk a little bit about that of really where financial advice starts with taxes and for an amateur family preparing for the draft, what does this look like? Yeah, I mean, I think first and foremost, it's really a matter of just kind of understanding the impact and the contract language that's going to go into when you sign your name on the paper. There's actually some very detailed contract language that impacts your taxes. And it's going to be centered around when you receive the bonus. It's going to be centered around where you get assigned. It's going to be centered around 
where do you live? What state are you a resident of? You know, for me being a resident of the state of Texas, I don't have to worry about it as much as somebody that might be a resident of the state of California. I'm not getting drafted anymore, but hypothetically. And so there's a lot of things that go into that. So preparing, you know, with, you know one of the things with this NIL deal that's really cool is it's actually enabling some of these college kids to think really proactively on their residency so that it prepares them for when they ultimately do get drafted. Being able to be strategic about residency. So taxes are one of the greatest destroyers. There's been several instances that we've had over the past couple of years in working with families and agents ahead of the draft so that they are prepared. You know, the most prepared, the ones that fail to prepare are the ones that are preparing to fail, right? And so we've had players that weren't the highest pick in the draft who actually received the most money after taxes because of being very proactive on their tax planning. This is not financial advice investments. This is being just very strategic about aligning yourself with the experts that you need to make sure that the most money ends up in your pocket. Yeah, and I think that's a that's a huge point of going, what is the preparation? What we see from the best sports agents is that they're actually working in concert with individuals like us right. far ahead of time. So we had a situation a couple of years ago where we have a high school client that is really trying to make this financial decision. Should I sign professionally or should I hit campus? And so we're working with the agent to run scenarios to say, here's the implication from a time value yeah. of money and from taxes that if, if they end up on campus versus here. And that negotiation went to the very last day of eligibility yep. to sign. And what was the sticking point? Taxes. It was, language. it was language in the contract and something we've seen uh, since the recent lawsuits that minor league baseball yeah. players have been filing is, teams are starting to change the contracts, right? Yeah. And so uh, the best agents over the last couple of years is truly this happens on draft day is we're getting inbound messages from agents right. asking us, hey, what does this what language does this mean? mean? You know, one of the things that you pointed out recently is uh, teams trying to sneak in uh, life insurance, yeah. right? Um, right. In, into the contracts. And so these are financial decisions that are being made that have nothing to do with investing from the very beginning. And so when we think about financial advice, it's it's nothing less than investing, but going back to the fact that you are going to be making the biggest financial decision of your life, whether you're going to go to college, return to college, or sign a professional right. contract, is it's really money at the end of the day. So talk to me a little bit beyond taxes. What are some of the other unique things that athletes face? Yeah, I mean, I think with an athlete, you know, the the draft opportunity itself is obviously unique, you know, and so we've seen this structured out a few different ways over the past few years because probably of COVID, but the timing of when they receive these payments, mm. you know, they're going to receive these payments in two lump sums, then they're going to receive you know, $1,000 a month while they're in the minor leagues or whatever that number is. So there's always going to be this high income, low income. And then when they reach the, in, the major leagues again, the income starts to escalate again. So that's complexity. That's tax complexity. And tax planning has to go into that. You know, they're going to be in major league clubhouses or in minor league clubhouses where there's always going to hear the next big investment deal. I mean, I can remember sitting in the clubhouse hearing about the next great bull that was going to be the bucker of all time, yeah. right? Or, or the next oil and gas deal. So, you know, under Understanding how to, you know, 
think through those investments from a financial lens and rather than just wanting to, you know, not having FOMO, right? So baseball players are very unique. This isn't a matter of, hey, we're just going to put your money in a 60-40 portfolio and let it ride because the reality is the longer you play, the more likelihood you're not going to have to work, but the longer you're going to have to plan for not working, right? Yeah. And and I think going back to one of the things that, that hits me is going, you're going to have to make this big decision. Okay, do I go to campus or do I sign? Right. And if you do sign, which historically, just by the way, 99% of players that are drafted in the first 10 rounds sign, right? right? Like if you're drafted, you're most likely signing just right. from, from the dynamics of it. And here's the really interesting thing. Even if we step outside the athlete world, uh, the number one reason for divorce, money, money right? Um, one of the biggest issues that we, I think, collectively as a country can agree on is, is that there is a huge lack of financial education. And so one of the, the things that's fascinating to us is the minute that a player signs professionally, very sadly, there's this belief that just because I have money, all of a sudden I have a skill set on how to handle yeah. it. And this is why we see, uh, you know, really negative outcomes happen so quickly is it's not that you as a player aren't smart enough to do this. You are absolutely smart enough. In, and we would argue you ha you actually have a lot of acumen because you live inside of an investment world called baseball. Yeah. You just don't use that language. And so one of the most important things that an amateur family needs to start before the draft is the education around money. And so you're really looking for a financial team that understands it's not just about investments. Right. It's about maximizing my net worth. Taxes are the number one thing we need to start to educate on, but it's really building skill sets for these young individuals that now all of a sudden they're going to hit pro ball. You're away from home for eight months right. and there's a lot of complexity. You're now in the highest tax bracket, right? You're paying taxes in every state in which you play. You now are unlike your friends in the sense that your friends have no money uh, at all. So they go get Geico insurance. You yeah. now have millions of dollars to protect. Maybe talk a little bit about just, you know, the real implications of the type of money that these athletes are walking into. Well, I think I think it's important to bring into context just how different you are before you start thinking about what are the complexities that go into it. The, you know, the reality is in our country, and we're the wealthiest country in the world, right? But the reality is only about 4% of the United States population has a net worth of about a million bucks. And so the minute most of these players sign that are first rounders, even after taxes, they're probably in that top 4%, right? Yes. And so that's a very qu unique qualifier of where you are net worth-wise. But then you start building it out, and just to bring it into further context, of that million, uh, of those net worth, only about 0.5% of the United States population has a net worth of 5 million bucks. Isn't that crazy? It's staggering. And w the reason it's staggering is, right, if you turn on the TV, yeah. I mean, there is financial news everywhere, right? right? But who's it for? That's the huge point. Going back to the analogies we've talked on previous podcasts, as an athletes, we know this. It's like our it's like our strength and conditioning right. is there's really nice facilities like Lifetime Fitness if you're in Arizona or you know, you go to these big box gyms, they have the same certifications as Eric Cressy. Sure. There's a big difference between Eric Cressy right. and the general population. Or if you have to have elbow surgery, there's a big difference between James Andrews or Neil Elitrosh and the local orthopedic surgeon. Both surgeons. Probably, yeah. But Probably great at what they do. 
But the cost is so high if there's a mistake, Absolutely. right? And it's the same thing when it comes to your money as a professional athlete is the cost of having the wrong advice is massive. And we would argue probably unrecoverable because you have such a limited amount of time that you're earning this type of money. And so right. it's really important when we start to look at the earning potential of a professional athlete that, you know, if you're a first round draft pick and you actually make it to the big leagues, right. There's about a 75% chance you're going to make 10 million bucks. It's a lot of money, a lot of right? Money, right. There's also about a 38% chance that you're going to make $50 million or more. Now, to put that into context, in the United States, 0.05% of Americans have a net worth higher than $25 million. And the main takeaway on that is 99.5%. 5% of the advice or 99.95% of the advice that you hear is not towards you if right. you're a professional athlete, right? And so this goes back to one of our very early episodes. It's like anything else is you never want somebody learning on you. Right. What gives you the confidence is, is that you put a team in place that has the experience and the expertise and has traveled this path because that's really the value that a financial team provides is removing the financial anxiety and unknown from your life so that you can have full confidence to focus on what's very difficult, becoming the best major league baseball player at, at any time. Well, and I think too, uh, you know, this is money always has a way of being emotional, right? Mm. And so being able to pull those layers back and say, okay, this is a business, check, right? Check that box. Okay, this is a financial decision. I'm checking the box. Who are the most qualified people in my baseball-specific industry to make sure that I'm prepared to handle the wealth that I'm about to receive? Yeah. And, you know, we've covered a, a lot of information in this podcast, and we didn't go necessarily deep on a lot of these specifics. And we're going to have future episodes where we're going to break down exactly how your signing bonus is taxed. And we're going to share with you the same strategies that we were able to help our players establish residency, right? Make sure that the recoupment clause was pulled out of their contract to really maximize the amount of money that hits their pocket. We're going to have another episode that's going to walk you through exactly how to establish residency residency, the do's and the don'ts to make sure that you can maximize the amount of money in your pocket. Then we'll break down exactly who should be on your financial team. How do you figure out who are experts? What's the experience you're looking for? Is We're going to cover all of that in full detail. And so hopefully this episode has been helpful for you. And until next time, stay humble, make an impact, and always be a pro.